Today, we'll see how you can review and streamline your finances so you can easily manage your money. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. With summer unofficially starting this weekend, I can understand if you're ready to switch gears and go into vacation mode. However, if you're willing to set aside an afternoon or an evening, you can streamline your finances so that you have so much more time to relax and focus for the rest of the year. How can we make that happen? Last week, Bob and Linda shared a framework that I think could be incredibly helpful, especially for busy families. This week, I want to break things down so that you can go through your finances fairly quickly and arrange things to make it easier to manage not just your budget, but your goals. I'm also happy to have Gaurav Sharma, co-founder and CEO of Capitalize here, to explain how you can have your old 401ks work hard for you. In this episode, we're going to dive into an easy and effective way to manage your money, tools that can help you stay on top of the numbers, and how to make sure that your 401k is working for you and you're not leaving money on the table. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. One of the things I appreciated about Bob and Linda's book, Simple Money Rich Life, was the framework they used to manage their money. When we went over it, we mentioned that there were four A's to this framework. There was awareness, automating, accountability, and adjusting. So why don't we go break this down and see how we can make things a lot easier with your finances using this framework. Let's start with awareness. Before you can revamp your budget or update your financial plan, You need to be aware of how your money is working and moving right now. When you consider that the average person has just over five accounts with financial institutions, you can see how easy it is to lose track of things, especially if you have a full plate between work, home, and other projects. So let me ask you, how well do you know your finances? Here are a few questions to consider. What's our monthly budget look like? What's our take-home pay every month? Do we have enough set aside for savings, investing, or paying down debt every month? Or are we treading water or maybe falling behind? This month, what is our current net worth? What assets do we have? What debts and liabilities are we carrying? So how did you do? Do you feel like you really know your numbers? Of course, no one expects you to memorize them and give an answer at the drop of a hat, but could you get that information rather quickly? Or is that something you have to dig around, make some phone calls, or update some accounts online to get? Believe it or not, this is one of the biggest hurdles families face with their finances. So the first step in streamlining your money is making it easy for you to get a clear snapshot of it. Here's the good news. There's some fantastic and incredible tools out there that can help you organize and track your money. And depending on your personality, how deep in the details you want to get, there's probably an app or program for you. 
For example, if you're looking for a very clear and concise way to review, mint.com is an option. But if you have a lot of accounts between the two of you and you want to track investments, personal capital is an option. And one of my favorites for a custom solution is Teller Money. You could create a spreadsheet or use one of their templates and adjust it and pull in the numbers so you know where you're standing. There's no perfect tool that fits everyone, but there are some great options out there. And you can go to the site to see some of the other ones that are available to you. Once you have your numbers mapped out, you'll have a much clearer idea of what you need to work on. During this process, don't be surprised if you discover that you have more accounts than you realized. And we'll get into this a bit later when we discuss 401ks, but you may want to consider seriously moving your money and consolidating your accounts. Make sure those financial institutions you're working with are helping you reach your goals. Especially when it comes to banking options, you want to make sure that you have a partner that is not nickel and diming you with unnecessary and needless fees. All right, so you have the numbers in front of you and you have a pretty clear idea of what's coming in and what's going out on a monthly basis. So what's the next step? It's automating your money. With the numbers in front of you, you can now set up a basic or essential budget, making sure that you're taking care of the most important things. If this is your first time setting up a budget, I suggest trying out the 50-20-30 budget. What that does is it breaks down your expenses into three categories or buckets. 50% of your money goes towards essential bills, 20% goes to savings, paying down debt, basically your financial goals, and then 30% goes towards discretionary spending and things that you enjoy. With a plan and a budget set in place, it's now easier to automate those bill payments transfers into savings, investment contributions, and so forth. This will make your life so much easier. For us, it did take an evening to set things up, but from then on, it was fairly quick and simple. On Fridays, I just review quickly the accounts, make sure the transactions went through correctly, and that's it. If there's a hiccup, I can quickly see where the problem is and get that fixed. For those bills that can vary month to month, like utilities, what we do is we have a monthly average that's scheduled. And then once a week, I'll look ahead, see what's coming up, and then adjust it. It takes about five minutes a week just to take care of all that. The great thing about automation is that your money is moving towards your goals without you having to stress and worry about every penny. Looking back, I can see this has been a tremendous help for us and our finances. If you want to get deep into the details about how to set up an automated system with your finances, I've done a couple episodes with that, so I'll make sure to include that in the show note links. Now, the third step in this framework is accountability, and there's several ways you can keep yourselves accountable. In fact, some of the tools I've mentioned and have included on the site, have ways you can set up notifications and alerts as you're getting closer to a spending threshold. But I want to focus on one method of accountability that can be really helpful, not just with your finances, but with your marriage and family. And that's money dates. Money dates for us is a low-key way 
that we can review, usually on a monthly basis, how the finances are doing. For us, we have a Google Docs where I pull in the numbers. We can see what's budgeted and get a snapshot view of our accounts. If there's anything that has to get adjusted, we can just take care of that then and there. Another benefit of having these money dates is that it shifts the conversations. Now, when we first started, we were in debt. So that was our focus. There was a lot of conversations about numbers. But as we began building up our finances, the conversations became less about the numbers, which again, we could easily pull up and that only took a few minutes. And more into what are we trying to do with our finances for the year? And are there things we need to adjust with our goals? Once that started happening, our money dates became a lot more relaxed. It's not as formal anymore. It's more about the big picture. It also keeps money not as the goal, but simply a tool. I know some couples like to do their dates or their money chats per paycheck, or some do it on a weekly basis before the weekends, just to kind of review the numbers. However you prefer to do it, just find something consistent that you can stick with. The last piece of this framework is adjusting. It's one mistake I see families constantly make with their finances. They don't keep it flexible. While we do all have consistent expenses that come out every month, like our mortgage or rent or car insurance, we also have irregular expenses and ones that do fluctuate. Groceries and utilities can shift based on the time of year. You also have expenses that can pop out through the year. Like right now, some of us are getting ready to go on vacation. That's why it's important to have those regular check-ins because it gives you the opportunity to plan out the upcoming shifts with the expenses. Also, when you get bonuses, windfalls, and refunds, you can use that time to allocate them so you're both hitting those financial goals and still having fun with that extra bonus money. These past two years have definitely taught us the importance of being flexible and being willing to adjust things as needed based on your circumstances. Again, I highly recommend that you try out money dates because they give you a regular and consistent way to make progress and to make adjustments as needed. So there you have it, a four-part framework to help you streamline your finances so you can manage your money easily. Now that you have a game plan for their accounts, I wanna focus on another area where I think families could really benefit with streamlining. It's your 401ks. 401ks for many families is their main retirement account. But did you know you could possibly be leaving money on the table with them? One of the things I think people overlook is the importance of 401ks. That's available to so many Americans, and it's a great tool to build wealth. You had a lot of experience in the financial industry as an analyst, as an investor. What was your particular motivation for starting Capitalize? Yeah, my background was in finance and I started my career in what I like to now call traditional finance as opposed to fintech, which is which is kind of what we're focused on now. But I started as an analyst in the investment banking world at UBS and Morgan Stanley and then became an investor at some large investment institutions. And one of the things I realized was that the retirement savings industry 
was a really large one, but a pretty dysfunctional one. There were a lot of problems that most people encountered when it came to in saving, investing, and managing workplace plans like 401k. As you mentioned, uh, 401ks are great in that they're available to a lot of people. They're a fantastic way to accumulate money, right? The money comes out of our paychecks. It's invisible to us, which is always a good thing, right? When these things are happening in the background, an employer can sometimes match and it's a tax efficient account, right? Most mm-hmm. of the time it comes out of our checks on a pre-tax uh, basis. So lots of really good things about 401ks. The problem though, is that we change jobs every few yeah. years. And so a 401k only lasts you, a specific 401k is only with you for as long as you're at an employer. When you change an employer, you have to figure out, hey, what do I do with the money that I've saved inside of that 401k? And and how do I go and figure out a brand new 401k, a new employer? So it's a great vehicle, but there's a lot of friction because it's tied to an employer. It's not tied to the individual. Yeah, absolutely. I've had the experience with a 401k. I remember one case, I had an internship in college. Of course, like you mentioned, it's an internship, it ends, you move to the next job. And in that case, they mailed me a check. Another case was with a a business, they offered to roll it over. Oh my goodness. It was such a headache. I'm sure. And of course, you always want to do the research, like where do you put it? For many, one of the options is rolling it over to an IRA. And I'd love to talk about that. What are some of the benefits of taking it from your old employer's 401k and moving it to an IRA? Yeah, there's a lot of benefits and a lot of people do it. There's probably three or four key reasons why people Mm -hmm. will move their money from an old 401k and and roll it over into a new IRA, an individual retirement account. The first is that it reduces the chances that you forget about it. Right. So like the money that you've saved inside of a 401k is yours. It's not your employers. It's come out of your paycheck most of the time. Even if they've matched, that money is yours. It's grown. Right. So what you want to do is you want to make sure you don't leave it behind or forget about it. Moving it from that 401k when you change jobs into an IRA gives you a much better chance of keeping your eyes on it. Why is that the case? Well, with an IRA, you get to pick the institution. Right. So you can say, hey, I want to move it to Vanguard or Betterment or SoFi or E-Trade, right? Because I like that institution. I can open the account in my name and then it stays with me forever, right? Like that IRA is mine. It's in my name. The money is there. So the first key reason is that you get more visibility. You, you reduce the chances that you forget about. The second key reason is that it allows you to control your fees, Right. So most people don't know. And we actually did some research on this where most people don't know. I think it's something like 70 percent of Americans with a 401k don't really understand the fees that they're being charged. In most 401k, people think, hey, this is provided by my employer. And so the employer is kind of paying the fees here. That's actually not always the case. Most of the time, there are fees that you're paying right, to the 401k provider to manage your or to hold your money. And it's really hard to know what those fees are. They're buried inside a 401k paperwork, or it was in a piece of paper that your HR person gave you when you joined, but you never really looked at it, right? None of us really do. On the other hand, with an IRA, because you get to pick where it goes, 
you have a lot more control over the fee, right? You can say, hey, I want a low fee robo advisor, right? Like an automated uh-huh. account at Betterment or Wealthfront, or I want to open up a, an IRA at, um, at Vanguard and I'm going to pick low fee ETFs, whatever it might be. You have a lot more control over the fees in your account in an IRA than you do in a 401k. Last reason is that if you are someone who is really active in making their investments and wants to be active, an IRA allows you to do that much more so than a 401k. So in a 401k, your investment options are generally limited by what's been selected by your employer. On average, I think the number is there's something like you know 15 to 25 investment options inside of a 401k and, and you don't really have that much control over those. If you're so inclined, an IRA opens you up to invest in a whole bunch of things, right? You can open up an IRA at a brokerage like Schwab or E-Trade and you can buy the ETFs or the stocks that you want. If you do want to invest a little bit of your money in alternatives like um, real estate or crypto, there are players that will help you do that. But an IRA is also totally great if you want someone to take care and manage the portfolio for you. So again, there are robo-advisors who offer great IRAs where you don't have to pick anything, they're going to manage it for you. It just gives you a lot more flexibility and control over what you invest in. So number one, don't leave it behind, right? By moving it to an IRA, you you get your eyes on it. It's at a place that you want. Number two, you can have much more control over your fees. And number three, you have more flexibility if you want it on what to invest in, but you don't need to take advantage of that. Those are all really good benefits. I know a lot of people in our community our parents, they have a lot of accounts. So one, just streamlining things makes things just so much easier. Then two, I was just thinking when we first started working out of college, we went with the default that the 401k provider gave. And looking back now, it really did have high fees. I noticed within last 10 years, more are offering lower fee options. But if you haven't touched that account, if you haven't reviewed it, that's that's you know, right. Money you're leaving on the That's table right. instead of having it work for you. I was impressed when I was kind of testing it out. My husband's going to sign up for a capitalized to roll over his old 401k right. yeah. with how clear and easy the process is. Yeah, we talked a lot about kind of the problems and why you want to roll over. What we do at Capitalize is we help users find their old 401ks if they've misplaced them. We help them select a new IRA to move their money into. So we've partnered with some really great providers of IRAs, you know, brand name companies that you, you, you'd recognize. And we actually help users move their money from those old 401ks they've left behind into that new IRA. So it's an online platform that helps you find and roll over your old 401ks. The best part about it, we think, or one of them, is that so the platform is completely free to the user. And the reason we can do that is that if you choose to open and uh, roll over into an IRA at one of our partners, um, they will actually pay for that rollover. So they'll pay us to kind of help you with that work. That allows us to keep the, 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 the platform free to the user. We started the company because we noticed that, look, a lot of people are doing the right thing with investing and saving in their 401k, but they ended up kind of like forgetting about it or cashing it out, withdrawing it when they change jobs. That was leading to a lot of leakage from the retirement savings system, right? We figured there was like 25 million forgotten 401ks out there with $1.35 trillion of assets in them. So huge problem. 
that we wanted to solve. Yeah. We started the company in uh, late 2019, and we've been growing and iterating um, from there. We're really excited about having built a, a service that's really useful to a lot of people and has helped. You know, we, we've, we've rolled over, you know, at this stage, hundreds of millions of dollars of assets and and helped a lot of people with this problem. Yeah, I, I was impressed with the, the partners for the IRAs because, again, this is a huge time saver. One, getting that paperwork to get started to move it, but two, finding the right place for your money, yeah. for your IRA. Personally, we love Vanguard. I have yeah. friends, family, Fidelity, Betterment. Right. These yeah. are all great and reputable companies. I love how you're empowering and making things easier for families. One last detail, correct me if I'm wrong, but also besides 401ks, 403bs, you guys can also help with that. That's right. Any any account that is tied, any retirement account that was given to you by your employer, except except for like a traditional pension, anything else that's like a 401k, a 403b, whether it's a traditional or a Roth, doesn't matter. If it was a retirement account you got at work, we're ha- we're, we're happy um, to help you roll it over for free. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways. The first is have a plan for your money. This does not have to be set in stone. As you heard earlier, we have to be flexible enough to make adjustments. But if you haven't already, you should sit down and have a plan. What are some things you would like to do in the next year, five years, and so forth? Once you have an idea of the goals you want to pursue, you can then work backwards to see what accounts you need to have, how much you need to put in, and what pieces need to be in place, which in turn makes it easier for you to budget for these things. The second takeaway is simple can be effective. That's the good news with finances. Yes, there are plenty of people out there who have very convoluted and complicated plans on how they manage their money. But we have many families in our own community that are working towards their goals. They're paying off debt. They're saving for buying a house, starting a business, and other things that they want to do. And they're investing towards their future. In other words, they're working towards financial freedom with a simple plan. Staying on top of your money doesn't have to be difficult. Take advantage of those tools and apps that I mentioned. They can make your lives much easier so you can have more time to focus on the bigger picture in the people and projects that mean the most to you. Finally, have regular check-ins and reviews of your finances. With your regular bank accounts and bills, we find that just scanning things on Fridays is enough to make sure things are on track. Budgets are monthly. And then investment reviews are quarterly. The key here is that you check in regularly enough that if you have to make an adjustment, it's a small adjustment. 
over time, you'll be surprised with this consistency at the progress that you'll make. If you're thinking of revamping your budget, looking to get a little bit more money towards those goals that you're working on, don't forget we have a free course called 5 Days to 5K that will walk you step by step through how you can find, save, and earn extra money for those goals. Just sign up at simplifyandenjoy.com slash 5K. Special thanks to Gaurav Sharma for being a part of this episode and to Capitalize for their support. As always, I'll include links to the resources we mentioned today, plus some more tools that can make managing your money easier over in the show notes at Simplify and Enjoy. Next week on the podcast, it's house hunting season, which can be an exciting and yes, stressful time. You add in the rising interest rates, and if you live in a seller's market like here in Raleigh, it can seem like an incredible challenge. So we're going to go over how you can financially prepare and give you some tips on finding an affordable house you love. So if you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music by various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, I want to thank you, not just for listening, but for being a part of the community. Every tweet, review, and share you post gets the word out so more families can simplify things and enjoy what truly matters. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. <laughs>